Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, hey, Waffle Gang. I do hope you're well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some more relationship stories. And if you do love a Reddit story, why not consider hitting a like, subscribe, maybe that notification bell too. Let's crack on with today's first story. Much love, guys. Now, today's first story comes from Evil Librarian 999 and says, Am I the asshole for not siding with my brother over his compulsory portion of inheritance? First, English is not my first language. I live in Europe. Please ask for clarification if something's unclear. This is not my standard vocabulary. My parents decided to cut my brother's portion of inheritance down to the compulsory portion. He'll only get what he's legally entitled to, nothing more, and he won't get a say in the whole process, whereas my stepsister and I get to distribute heirlooms and money that is specified in the testament towards the grandchildren, if certain conditions are met. The reason for this is that my brother is very unreflected, selfish, and a weak person who is a very shitty father to his two daughters. He divorced their mum, who we refer to as the dragon within the family, and that not without reason, and basically abandoned his daughters. The girls have to be with their mum, and that in itself is horrible. Unfortunately, the youth welfare office can't help since a certain amount of cruelty towards your children seems to be legal. My parents are locking my brother out of the inheritance to protect their assets. They want the girls to have their share, but they fear, rightfully so, that the dragon will take it from them. As far as I know, there is nothing comparable to a trust fund where I live, so as long as the girls are dependent on their mother, she will get the chance to steal the money. My parents want my stepsister and I to give the money to the girls when they've gained independence from the dragon. They are supposed to use the money for whatever they want. No other conditions need to be met. Now my brother got wind of this and contacted me for the first time in three years. He wants me to influence my parents to change their will back to how it was. I said no, and now he and his ex are blowing up my phone, threatening me and my parents will never see the girls again and whatnot. The girls need their grandparents. They're the only adults who support them and love them unconditionally. I do not get to see the girls that often because the dragon hates me too. For other reasons. I used to fight this, but when my nieces have a nice time with me and my family, the dragon will punish them. I can't let that happen, so I pulled back. Am I the arsehole if I don't let myself be blackmailed? I'm going to start in the comments with Gotta Have My Say, who says, Honestly, I just lie and say that they have changed the will back. That way the kids have contact with their grandparents and you deal with the issue when they die. OP says, It might sound stupid, but lying didn't even occur to me. Thanks. This might be the best option. Bitch digger girl replies to that and says, maybe lie, but act like bro successfully backed them into a corner so the parents came up with a compromise. They agreed to switch the will back, but only conditionally, dependent on certain levels of access. If that access is withdrawn or curtailed, their inheritance automatically goes back to you. This keeps the blackmail pressure in the other direction. Of course, nobody should be allowed to see this will, since it doesn't exist. Lion says not the arsehole. If you have those threats in writing or on voicemail, contact police and child protective services. It is indeed blackmail attempt. 
If nothing else, they can be forced to stop harassing you. Opie says I asked a friend who works for the youth welfare office. I showed her the messages I got, but she doubts that it would be enough. I fear that any action in this direction would escalate the conflict even more. I'm really torn. The harassment doesn't really bother me. I'm used to their hurtful words. I wasn't no contact with my brother without reason, but their threats towards their own children are getting to me. And the messages do not clearly say, we know that we're hurting the girls over this and that's why we're doing it. They only claim to protect the girls from their grandparents by going no contact. Bryce Martel says not the arsehole, it's your parents will. It's up to them what they want to do with it. That being said, I would consult with a lawyer, notary, etc. to see if there is really no such thing as a trust fund and what type of legal protections could be put on the granddaughter's inheritance. Just like your brother and the dragon can start legal procedures in the future to still take over the inheritance. Opie says they can't start legal procedures since my brother will get what he is legally entitled to. Dragon is divorced from our family so she has no rights and grandchildren don't inherit legally unless there are no children alive, unless the will says otherwise. My parents wanted to set them up with something for their future and save for them. The law in my country doesn't allow for a scenario where an adult, 18 years old, can't get access to their own assets, since it's unlikely the girls will be independent from their mum at 18. My parents rightfully fear the money will be taken away from them for their own good. But you are right. That's how my parents had talked to a notary or a bank person or someone similar. If there is no other option, my stepsister and I will inherit the money for the girls, pay taxes on them, and happily so, and give it to them later. That is what my parents asked us to do. And one more from Miss who says not the arsehole. Look into the trust fund option again to see if there is a legal way to set it up, particularly as your parents are still alive. This may be the best way to do it as they may outlive the whole conflict and the girl's mother may never have a chance to get the money. As a matter of fact, you and your sister may die before or in the same accident as your parents if you are really unlucky. And in that case, everything will go to your brother no matter what. Hope you reply saying thank you for your comment, even though I shuddered at the thought. I'm a mother too. I already said in another comment, as soon as you're of age in my country, 18, there is no way to keep you from access to your assets. But I'll tell my parents to look into that again. If there was something similar to the American Trust Funds, it would be great. But OP does update the post and says, Hey everyone, I wanted to give you an update on the situation with my brother. I'd spoken to my parents on the phone before and shared some advice I got here. Yesterday we visited them to talk further. I actually didn't want to tell about the threats and messages I received, but my husband said my parents had a right to know. So he told them. And my mother got so furious. I was even a little scared of her. My parents called my brother and demanded to speak to him. Usually brushes off any conversation unless he wants something, but not yesterday. My parents gave him, a German proverb, an enema. I've never seen anything like that. They told him and held things up to him that had happened in the last 13 years, some of which I didn't even know. First of all, how his ex keeps lying and slandering to get her will and how my brother, often a victim of these slanders himself, is just completely useless. Yes, my mother called my brother useless. My brother didn't even get a word in, but he was visibly shocked to realize that he, too, had been lied to and manipulated by his ex. Honestly, how stupid can you be? In the end, my parents told him he had a choice. Grow a pair, I never expected to hear that phrase from my mum, ever, and start being a father to his kids, or live with it that he does not get a lot of inheritance and that the money for his children is divided between the remaining grandchildren. It wasn't his money at any point, so he shouldn't whine or pretend he'd get something of his ex if his ex gets his hands on the money. After that, my parents called his ex. 
In a three minute conversation, they told her how my parents distribute their wealth is none of her business. And that if she tries to keep the kids away from them, they will sue for access. Grandparents write. We have enough material that can be used in court. At that moment, I really thought my mother is now opening up to us about her past as a secret agent or something. Then they hung up. The ex sat there glumly and had nothing to say. Her parents told me that they had been documenting all conversations on lies for years because sooner or later they expected this kind of behavior. They showed me some examples and apologized for putting me in this situation. Her parents told me that they still wish for the girls to get their money and they would figure something out. I offered to keep my promise because I love the girls and my parents. In the end, we all cried a lot, but honestly, I got some new kind of respect for my mother. She's a badass, and I never knew. Now, do I think that's the end of this story? Probably not, with the dragon in this particular story sounds like a right pain in the ass, so I can't see that being the end of her. But I am glad things took a better direction and mum started putting the foot down in it. I think it was an incredibly difficult decision, especially with all the legalities around it and, you know, the nieces being involved and being, you know, basically threatened that you're not going to be able to see them if you don't do a certain thing that they want, which, you know, bowing down to their demands would never be the good choice. But finding out that mum had documented all these conversations up to this point, pretty impressive. But what do you guys make of this situation? Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below. Let's move on to another story. And our next story does come with an update as well. It's from Loving Mum 12 who says, Am I the arsehole for wanting my son to move back closer to his family? Hi, this is my first post on Reddit and English is not my language, so I apologize for the mistakes I will probably make. I'm 56 female and I live with my husband, 64 male. We only have one son, 33 male, who currently lives abroad and we see once a year. And it's very far away and expensive to go to. We live in a small town. He moved away when he was 18 for college and never came back. We expected him to move back after he graduated, but he decided to stay where he was since he already had a job and a girlfriend there. They got married. Our town is close to our state's capital where his work field is very strong. Ever since his senior year in college, I've been trying to convince him to move closer for a better career and to stay close to his family. He never showed interest, which I find it odd, especially since his wife also works on the same field. Four years ago, they moved abroad. I felt betrayed when he told me. He was already living three hours away from us. Why would he choose to go even further to another country? But not the city right next to us. I never told anything besides let them know me and his father are always here if they needed us. Until recently, things were fine. I miss him a lot. We text every day, but we don't get to speak to each other often. The problem is my father, 84 male, whose health took a dive and is very fragile. And with my son living so far, he is missing a precious time he could be spending right here. His granddad is not likely to live many years now. I told the news to my son and he was sad about it and he came to see us and left a week ago. I was honest with him. I said his grandfather will not stay with us for so long. And since he lives so far away, he will lose the opportunity to stay close and enjoy the time he has left. He was not happy about me touching on this matter. He said I was trying to guilt him into moving back. I asked him why he was doing this to me, why he doesn't miss me and his dad. We're getting old and he's only seeing us once or twice a year. It's cruel to us. He said he missed us but he is happy where he is and does not plan on moving back. And he and his wife are already making plans on buying a house where they live. I couldn't take it and I burst out crying. I told him I felt abandoned 
that he didn't seem to care for us and he should enjoy his family while he can because we will not be here forever. I asked what makes him think he cannot be happy living here. He didn't respond. A few days after this were very awkward after he left. He seems to be even more distant, avoiding me and being very short on his texts. Yesterday his wife called and said my son was feeling bad and told her what happened. She called me an asshole and said I had no right trying to manipulate him like that and I should be ashamed. I don't think I'm the asshole for wanting my son closer to me. They are the assholes for abandoning family behind and I'm including her as well since she did the same. I talk to her mother often and she is on my side. And- a lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. OP added some edits with additional information. They said, edit, I didn't realize we could edit the original post. I just wanted to add some information. One, I'm not asking my son to sell his happiness just to be by my side. I just can't see why he needed to be so far away. While he and his wife could have wonderful careers around our area. They could earn more money while staying close to family. It's illogical for me to think about anything different. Two, some are under the impression I gave up my life to become his mother. And that's not true. I had my own career and a good one. I worked hard to give my son the best I could. I retired six years ago. Three, I realized this is a very strong cultural background where we come from. Family is expected to stay close. My son was the first member of the family that decided to move somewhere so far away that makes visitations once every two weeks or even once a month impossible to do. Or, I don't expect to be taken care of when I get old. Me and my husband already talked about this and unless my son wants to, we will not ask him to take care of us. Five, just to clarify, I'm not Indian. While I love India and I've been there once with my husband, I just want to clarify that I'm South American. My son currently lives in North America. Edit two, I think I'm getting it. It's really cultural. Most people here seem to be from the USA and I understand it's really normal for families to be separated after children move to college and they see each other just once a year at Christmas or Thanksgiving, for example. I was raised to believe family should stick together. I raised my son to have the same values and I expected him to keep this tradition, but has broken it. It's not his fault, but I will never understand this decision. Edit three, this will probably be the last time I'm editing the post. I realized that I will never understand my son's motivations to move away. I will also never understand why he broke free from our culture of family closeness. No, I'm completely unable to see the world how he does and I just have to accept it. I'm still feeling abandoned, neglected and I'm resenting his decisions. I think he is ungrateful and will probably rethink our will. That said, I have to accept he adopted a new culture and that he is just who he is now. He changed and I'm not able to change him back. So I take the judgment and I will work with what I have from now on. 
just to add some extra info. I'm rethinking my will because why should I leave everything for him since he chooses to be far away? His cousins are all nearby and they help us when we need them. I'm closer to them now than I am to my son. I'm not taking him off the will. I'm just not going to leave everything to him. He gets to live where he wants far away from us and I get to choose whoever goes on my will. Choices, right? Edit 4. I am not writing him off my will. I was angry, frustrated and sad when I wrote that. I never expected him to give up his life for me. All I want is my son to be close to his family. That's just it. I don't know why it's so difficult for you people to see my point. My son had everything he could possibly need to be successful, start a family and still stay close. But he chose to move to another country. How am I supposed to feel? I am proud he is a good professional, a good husband and I'm happy to have helped him pave this road. Still, I don't think he's a horrible person for choosing to stay away. To be honest, he didn't even need to live right next to us. He could have simply stayed three hours away. This way we could have at least visited him often or planned any activities together. All you people say is his decisions, his life, his choices. I get it, but how is it so easy for you all to dismiss where I'm coming from? Why did he need to go to another country? Yes, I'm assuming he did that just to stay away from us, which makes him a horrible son. As clingy as I may be, I come from a place of love. I've always let him know I love him, and I've always thought about the best for him. But at the same time, am I really this wrong to expect some closeness? He never starts conversations. I'm the one who sends the texts. If I don't tell him the news about his relatives, he doesn't ask. How am I supposed to not feel abandoned? Seriously, I don't know what else to say. 5. Lots of comments are asking why I don't move closer to him instead. 1. I will not do this to my own parents, what he is doing to me. 2. Even if I didn't have my parents, I'm unable to get a permanent visa. Look, I understand a loved one, a close relative moving away is going to be sad. It's going to be heartbreaking. But just looking over this post, you know, scanning over it again, I can see lots of resentment in there for him moving away. Lots of manipulation tactics to try and get him to move back. Telling him that you felt abandoned, that he didn't care for you. And, you know, he should enjoy his family while he can because we will not be here forever. You've pretty much done the same with his grandfather. And part of me thinks, and I'm not trying to be mean, but part of me thinks that, you know, maybe he's just staying away because he's tired of hearing all this sort of stuff. But unilateral hope says you're the arsehole, not for feeling sad that your son lives far away, but for constantly trying to guilt him into moving back when he has made it clear that it's not going to happen. Adults get to choose for themselves where they want to live and what career they want. Your son is not required to move close to you. Changeling says, oh my goodness, he left home 15 years ago. He has a marriage, life, and a career in another country. He will never come back. Expecting him to move for any reason at all is just absurd. It's not cruel for a 33-year-old to have his own life. You're the asshole, sadly. Bar opening says, you were manipulating him. Sorry, there's no way to sugarcoat this. Have you ever had an honest chat with him about why he moved away? Maybe the job is better there. Maybe he feels that his future children will have a better education or life in that country. Maybe the working environment in his previous job in your country was terrible and stressful. Maybe it was related to the home environment. If not said about what dynamics were when he lived in your country. The capital where he worked was close, but he lived three hours away. I'm guessing there is more here you're not telling us. But as I said, OP did update the post and says, Hello, I wanted to provide you all with an update since my original post gained a lot of attention and sparked various discussions. Some were unfortunately rude and disrespectful. Since my last post, I, one, improved the relationship with my son and his wife. Two, switched therapists. Three, started treatment for my anxiety and depression. 
or lost my father. Things started to turn around when I decided to change therapists and went on a few sessions with a new one. Their approach allowed me to come to terms with the fact that my son's values, perspective on the world, and life objectives will never align with mine, and that's okay. It was a tough realization, but an important one. During therapy, I also discovered that my anxiety was way more off than I thought, and I never treated it. I started taking medication. After a few months, I was feeling a lot better about my son living away from me. Moreover, my therapist helped me understand a crucial aspect of my life. I've been living under the weight of guilt, given up on so many plans for the sake of my own parents. A silly example, when my husband and I got married, I wanted to get a cat, but my father always hated cats. I thought to myself, my father despises felines. It wouldn't be fair to him to have a cat in our home. What if they come visit? I wouldn't be a good daughter. When I recounted this story to my therapist, they were shocked on how normal I thought that was. This was just one of many instances where guilt dictated my decisions. Both of my parents were masters at instilling guilt, and I had internalized it over the years. Main point of the original post, I wanted my son to continue living close to me. He didn't. In my misguided attempts to enforce my desires, I resorted to guilt-tripping him repeatedly. It's how I've been taught. It's what I knew. I now see how wrong and unhealthy that behavior is. While I may never fully understand or relate to the idea of living far away from family, still hurts. I've come to accept that this is my issue to grapple with, not my son's burden, and determined to confront this challenge alone and refuse to allow it to dictate my happiness. After my father passed, it happened suddenly. My son wanted to come to his funeral, but it would be so exhausting for him, not to mention expensive. So I told him there was no need to come. He could stay, and we could get together and remember grandpa another time. I was surprised with myself, and other times I would have guilted him into coming as fast as he could. In conclusion, I want to thank those who were respectful for the wake-up call and the discussions that unfolded from my initial post. It has been an enlightening journey of self-discovery and growth. I'm committed to continuing my progress and learning how to prioritize my own well-being while respecting the autonomy and choices of those around me. Edit. Thank you to everyone for this awesome reception of my post. I wasn't expecting this much love. I want to take some time and reply to each comment, but I'll address one point that everyone seems to be commenting. Yes, my husband and I will adopt a cat. We need to secure our house first. We plan on keeping it indoors for its safety, so we will catify the environment as best as we can. I'll be watching a lot of Jackson Galaxy videos. Oh, bloody hell, those onion ninjas are out in force again today. I don't know why I'm crying on this one. It was just the point where it got to Opie explaining about how their father passed. And I'm extremely sorry to hear that, by the way. Much love to you. But when you said about the son wanting to come to the funeral, but exhausting for him and too expensive, and you told him there's no need to come, and we'd get together and remember grandpa another time, and then you saying you were surprised with yourself. It just showed that growth in that one moment and I thought that was wonderful. Not about father passing obviously, but but the absolute change in the first post is huge. And I don't mean to sound patronizing, but I'm incredibly proud of you OP if you ever do get to hear this. But now I'm going to turn this one to you guys. What do you guys make of this situation? Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below. And just a huge thank you from the bottom of my heart for getting involved in today's stories. Your love, your support, your time always means the absolute world to me. So thank you so, so much. And hopefully I will see you in the next one. Take care and much love.
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. 